I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. We were talking a little while ago about cars out of their comfort zones, and uh, we agreed it was a subject that we were going to come back to Mm. again and again. And there's a story that popped into my mind the other day. Myself and my uh, uh, girlfriend at the time, Emma, uh, she had a, a selection of, um, of quality vehicles. Um, and um, culminating with a Nissan Micra, which... Uh, oh, for the love of God. Uh, yeah. Um, but a series of Escorts and Fiestas and other, other things that were well past their best uh, as we went along. But there was one uh, particular trip we took in her... Um, Mark IV Escort. Okay. Um, it was a. It was mostly a dark red, with the lovely brown interior that they did. Which my own Mark IV Escort had the same brown interior, but uh, say hers was a kind of. It was that red that seemed to that dark red that seemed to fade on every oh, yeah. car, mm. and it became very flat and very dull very quickly. Vauxhall had one as well. It was very similar. And no matter what manufacturer did that color, it just seemed to you know, lose all its shine really quickly. Anyway. Part of it, my um, memory thinks that uh, Phil had an Escort in that color, very there briefly. Go. There you go. There you go. Of course he did. Of course he did, yes. Yes. That's not, no one's surprised about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we, um, uh, we, were, we were house-sitting for some friends while they were away on honeymoon. And it was up in Somerset, and we went up um, in this escort, and it had it had a number of, uh, as Doug Demuro might say, quirks and features. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it it had a number of, of foibles, and uh, I remember one of its problems was the boot wouldn't open, and oh. we took and we took them to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> And they were going to be away for about three weeks. So, you know, it was, they had a fair amount of luggage, which had to be put in and removed by everybody getting out and folding the seats down. Oh, I thought you'd just chuck it on their lap, chuck them in the back and fill it it up. No, we weren't that mean. It did go in the boot, but the only way into the boot was to fold the back seats down. So, uh, so there was that. But whilst we were up there, we had a few days at Longleat. Okay. As you do. You know, you can see where this might be going. Mm, I've got an idea. Yeah. Another of this car's foibles were that the rear windows had a habit of of dropping all on their own. (laughs) Like a fucking buffet driving past. Well, we took the decision that we we quite fancied going through the the monkey enclosure. And uh, in, in we went. In the Mark IV Escort, <laughs> with the slightly wonky rear windows, and and anything, well, the whole thing was a bit wonky. But we, yeah, we started going through, and you know, we were all right, and we went through the various other enclosures, you know, the the lions and the other stuff, and you know, mm. uh, and uh, and off we went, and then we got we got to the monkey, we got to the monkey enclosure, and um, you know, they they started to clamber around like they do. And uh, <laughs> the passenger side wiper was gone within about thirty seconds. That was off. Um, Good. And there was—I remember there was one. 
there was one on the boot as well that started to pull the rubber seal out from around the window. <laughs> and then I remembered the, the the back window problem. Oh, God. And I thought, hang on a minute. Oh, they're, gonna, they're like banging on the doors and things. If those windows drop... Because those monkeys... In an enclosed space, they can become really violent. And I thought, oh, if we dear. get one in the back seat... <laughs> I'm not going to like it if you club it, are they? <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're going to take a dim view of that. So we, you know, we moved through slowly with one on the bonnet. Yeah, them sort of jumping up and down. As I say, we'd lost one of the wipers already. We really crawled our way through, and fortunately, it didn't happen. The rear windows didn't go. It was a bit. It was a bit tense there for a minute, and we made it. We made it out the other side, but it amazed me they don't do any kind of checks. I mean, you go in, you, you are entirely at the animal's mercy. It's weird, isn't it? I've never been. What what happens? So, for example, like you said you had one on the bonnet. That, yeah, that, that you were slowly progressing through, and I'm assuming it it, it sat there. Yeah, it did. What, what having, happens? Having pulled the passenger side wiper off. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this job is done. What happens when you get to the end of the enclosure? What happens if you're still carrying a passenger? I don't know. I, d- I mean, there weren't any, there weren't any keepers or anything around. I mean, there was one in a four by four, but off in the sort of corner. They weren't watching particularly what mm. was going on. Um, I, that's a good question. I mean, th- this particular one had climbed off by the time we got to the. Whether they know that they're going to get, you know, put in with the lions if they stay on the bonnet or something, I don't know. It didn't come up, but it's a good oh. question. I always wondered if there's just a keeper at the other end with a broom just to <laughs> just brush back off. in your box. Yeah, yes, you've you've had enough off this one. Go, <laughs> go and eat the next one. Yes, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. It didn't happen to us, fortunately. He'd, he'd gone by the time because it's quite a, each enclosure is quite a distance. Mm. And I guess maybe if they get too far from the rest of them, I get too far from what they know. They just climb off and and that's it. But um, I remember a couple of the enclosures have got like a double gate, so you go into like a no man's land between the two sections. Okay, so um, is that so bit policed at least? I no, I don't remember any of it being particularly policed. No, there's oh, just dear. a big sign saying you enter at your own risk, and <laughs> and in you go. But it wasn't until we were in that I remembered about the rear windows. <laughs> Mm, it's it's one of those things. It's like I just wouldn't want to take my own car in there. No, no, indeed. I think the only. I mean, I think Emma's attitude was, "Well, this thing's pretty knackered anyway. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to make it any worse at the moment." Although we did have to get a new wiper for it. Um, <laughs> but uh, and as I say, some of the rubber seal around the rear window was was hanging out. Um, when we checked it, when we got to the car park, because they'd got hold of the end of it and started to pull it out. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it, you wouldn't want to take anything nice in there. That's for sure. No, I know. I, I know. For years, my mum wanted to go, and my dad finally said, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's let's do it." And he rented a car. <laughs> He's not stupid. Smart He's, man. I can't even yeah. remember what car he had at the time. It was nothing of interest. But he but still he wasn't going to do that to it. No. no, I think most people will lose something in there. But we did see some quite nice cars going through. I mean, people were not 
that fussy. Maybe they didn't believe it, or they thought, oh, well, they don't really do that, do they? Um, but yes, as it turns out. I can assure you they did, yeah, absolutely. They were all over it. But, yeah, what we'd have done if one of the windows had gone and one of them had got inside, I'm really not sure. Oh, dear, what a, what a feature of the vehicle that is. Yeah, that was not ideal. Um, but I don't remember. I think we had forgotten. We hadn't done anything about it. We didn't tape them up or anything like mm. that. I think we did drive in with it like that. <laughs> <laughs> brave or what? Yeah, let's go with brave. Yeah. Let's go with brave, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, I like a racing vehicle. And you are a bit of a one for that. Yeah, I, yeah, I do like that. It got mm. me thinking. Do you have any particular favourite racing liveries? I've got quite a list on the go. I bet you have. <laughs> I don't have what you term quite a list, but um, there are there are a couple that that spring to mind. Very good. What are you thinking? Well, one I like for for a slightly strange reason in that. I liked it because of the the corgi model of it that I always wanted as a kid but never got, um, <laughs> which was the Lotus um, Esprit S2 John Player Special. Ooh, very nice. Black and gold, sir. Mm. Very tasty. Corgi did, uh, did one, and I always wanted it, and I never got it. Um, and uh, I don't know why I could just go and buy one off eBay for a fiver probably now, but it's, you know, um, one of those things. I always liked that. I thought that looked really, it was really tasteful. I mean, all right, it's advertising cigarettes, which is, you know, not great, but it's... Yeah, but it's not uh, a modern thing. You're all right. It's not a modern thing. No, it's not a modern thing. And the Lotus Esprit in black you know you're starting with a good base there aren't you yeah yeah that is a that's a strong choice i mean a, a, a john player special in in any of its racing forms over the years is yeah. just ridiculously good yeah it always looked good didn't it no matter what they put it on it it was there so so uh yeah so that that that's one that springs to mind the other one was the again from touring car um and a car that was very popular and very successful in touring car the rover sd1 which appeared in many many different liveries because mm. um, so many people use them but the particular one was the austin rover fleet one that they did themselves it was austin rover so dunlop and i think uh, Fuji film. It was blue, white, and green. I remember that one. Yep, yep. Yeah, that I thought that looked with the with the lowered SD one with the big wheels. That looked tremendous. Yeah, that was that was nice. Like mm. you say, they did do a few, but that was quite quite a standout one. Yeah, it appeared in lots of different liveries, but a lot of them looked a bit of a pig's breakfast because it was basically just stickers everywhere that did it didn't it was the first time they'd done a kind of unified livery it it was all a bit hodgepodge before with well we'll stick that there and we'll stick that there and oh look this all fit on the door we'll stick that <laughs> there and yeah oh i haven't got any room for this one look i'll 
bugger it just stick it on the front bumper and then this bit can go on the windscreen and it was you know you kind of got the impression there wasn't a lot of thought went into it someone just turned up with a bag full of stickers and started at it that's, <laughs> that's the problem isn't it oh someone's paid money <laughs> slap it yes, on that's right um whereas i thought the the austin rover fleet one looked like somebody had bothered there was an element of stickers everywhere but it was better than what had been done before and i, I quite like that yeah there um, were like you say some real dogs dinners i mean the, yes. the probably the the second sort of best one reasonably close to it was the do you remember the yellow and red one which i do uh, i think you had the daily express <laughs> yes sponsoring them yes i'm sure yes, i had was... a model of that as a kid somewhere along the lines yeah, again, Corgi did a whole load of SD1s in different liveries, so you mm. may well have done. They did um, a triplex one as well, I remember, that was white on the bottom and blue on the top. Ah, uh, uh, yes, and I think it had red bands underneath the, the front could and be the back. back. Corgi yeah. definitely did one of those. Mm. Um, I remember it distinctly. Yeah, so the, the SD1 was treated to lots of liveries. <laughs> Because it was so successful in touring car, so mm. you know that everyone had one, didn't they? So well, that was uh, it. it was yeah. Big engine, rear wheel drive, away you go. Yeah, absolutely. The other one that springs to mind, which um, is a particular favourite of mine, would have been the um, TWR uh, Jag XJS. Oh, it's Ooh, a good one. Yes, it is a good one. Uh, Jaguar racing, racing green, subtly different to British racing green. <laughs> This, yeah, it's just, slightly this is different color yes uh the two get confused a lot um but it is a slightly different color uh with the white stripe and the big leaping jag on the sides mm. uh, and again a lowered xjs um that looked absolutely stunning when it was racing it's a proper car that was that yeah it really was yeah the big yeah. jag v12 up front that's that's beefy and mm. yeah yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's got it going on. Um, but yeah, the TWR XJS, I would I would would not like us to do any livery discussion without involving that. And no, that's absolutely fine. You're you're allowed that one. Yes. No, it's a it's a strong choice, that one. Mm. But I bet you have stronger choices on your list. Oh. I've well, I've got some obvious ones. Okay. Um which I I'd have thought the three I've chosen are fairly obvious, actually, but maybe not. Well, I think there's sort of more globally obvious ones. Okay. Um, I went very British, actually, with my collection, didn't yeah, I? Yes, it's true, yeah. <laughs> the couple that are sort of standout ones for their exposure, which probably, I would say they're, they're iconic, but perhaps not my favourite, the golf racing colours that mm. appear on various cars over the years probably most I think famous the, uh, ford gt40 springs immediately to mind for that yes um, yeah and the, and the porsche 917s because yes. of steve mcqueen yes of course yeah well his influence on motorsport was enormous wasn't it mm. yeah. so that's 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 a big thing uh as well as the uh martini of course um, yes of course yeah and that's been that's been done all over the place, be it Le Mans on again on nine one sevens. Yeah, very heavily used. That's turned up. Didn't BMW have that as well? 
Got a feeling they might have. The, the, on, the, the, on the 635s. They could well have, actually. I do, I'm not sure because the Martini colours are really, really close to BMW M Sport colours. That's true. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of, actually, on the 635. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because I'm thinking Martini would have been sort of synonymous with Lancia in their rallying. Of course. Yes, of course. The amount of times um, we've seen Integrales. Uh, yeah and uh 037s 037s yeah absolutely yes that's true yeah absolute filth yeah oh complete yes yeah, just pornography yes absolutely. <laughs> but if i had to, if i was going to pin it down to favorites I've, I've actually ended up on the other side of the pond okay which is a bit a bit left field for like you said i would have probably gone british well, I compl- I did completely by accident. <laughs> but there was, back in the days of endurance racing in America, there was, remember, uh, Hurley Haywood racing his Porsches. Mm. Uh, and there was a lot of sponsorship by a very specific Porsche dealer called uh, Brumos. Okay. And they had a very distinctive livery. They're still doing sponsorship these days. This is still an active livery, and it was really, really simple but quite pleasant. Okay, I've just um, looked again, red and um, blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really simple but quite, quite splendid. There's one here that obviously started off simple and splendid, and then has just been scattergunned with stickers. Um, oh, that, that's always going to happen. That's spoiling <laughs> the original effect. Yes, it does somewhat spo- uh, ruin the uh, simplicity of it when someone's uh, tried to be trendy and gone, oh, we're going to do a sticker bomb. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, it does look like the an explosion in a vinyl cutting factory. Yes. <laughs> it's just uh, everywhere. Again, in America, I think probably the one that just nudges ahead of the Brumos is the uh, Flying Lizard livery. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Seeing silver, that on silver and red. Yeah, yeah. Pop that on a 911 and I'm sold. Yes. I've, I've found a picture of it on a 911. Yes. That is. That's tastefully done. Yeah. Mm. In fact, the livery almost follows the lines of the car. Mm. I mean, that's very specific. Most liveries are not that specific because they want to be able to put it on lots of different sorts of cars, but mm. um, that follows the contours of the of the 911. That's, yes, that's very nicely done. Mm. Yes. yes. I like that. Yes. Yeah, so there's a few models indoors of that. Yeah. It's interesting, actually, that some of that has now, in recent years, I've noticed, started to sort of leak into the production car world in that there are a number of the performance Jaguars now that you can spec with a leaping Jaguar decal down both sides. The project Project 8, uh, which is the, you know, the really hot XE that you can spec with, with leapers. In fact, I don't even think you spec it. I think that's how it comes. That's um, right. Isn't it? With leaping Jaguars down both sides. Yeah. Because uh, Harry's got one, and Harry's he had... well, he took, he took it off. Yeah, mm. he took it off his because he thought it was slightly too much. He then had it 
ordered it in purple with gold wheels, but thought the Leaping Jaguar was too much. So, you know, you can debate that. Uh, didn't the X, the XFRS, I think, came with that as well? Came mm. with Leaping Jaguars down the sides. That sounds familiar, yeah. So there's a little bit of the kind of, you know, manufacturer's livery has begun to leak into the production car world. It's true, because... Porsche did it with the GT3 RS for a while, didn't they? They did. Yes, they did. Um, they did. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, yeah, the first GT3 RS, that was the 996, wasn't it? That had, uh, they were sold in a couple of colours, but you predominantly saw them in white with either red or blue uh, vinyl stickers. Yes. Um which was quite a bold right. choice. Yes, and, that's right. Yeah, and then they went to 997s, and that's when, the, for the first generation of those, they ended up with, was it a, a black one, an orange one, and a lime green one, all with contrasting stickers, depending on the uh, colour you chose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And then I think probably when they went Gen 2 on that, it really bothered me. I didn't like those so much because they had that rear that weird sort of checkered flag motif on going over the rear wheel arches oh that's right yeah that, that didn't look great did it that no trying a bit hard with that <laughs> they did redeem themselves though with the 997 because they did that really fancy edition they did the gt3 rs 4 liter which had a very subtle bunch of stickers on it and that was that was lovely Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's tasty. Because um, I remember, I remember Mr. Harris actually managed to buy one. Did he for himself? Oh, okay. He had, he actually had one the four liters for a little while. Oh right, okay, got rid of it now. But yes, yeah. Oh, and it, again at the time because he managed to get one and he was so pleased about it, and <laughs> then immediately got stick on Twitter for it, going, "Oh, how do you get all this money?" Said, no, I've scrimped, saved, and I've got. <laughs> A oh, finance deal which is crippling yeah. me to have this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I'm yes. not going to be able to keep this for very long. Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a poor bloke got all the stick for that. Yeah, well, it's oh. going to happen, isn't it? It is. That's, oh, that's why he tries to stay away from from the limelight if he possibly can. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, just going to get not a big crap, fan. aren't you? Yeah, you're just going to get crap. Yeah, especially, mm. and it's got worse, I think, since he's been on top here. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the keyboard warriors out there making you feel utterly delighted with life. Yeah, because he's not Jeremy Clarkson, but he's not trying to be. No. Um, and I think a lot of that was very unfair, but um, there it is. There's another livery that I think is worth bringing up, and that is Aston Martin. Now, they've had a number over the years, but there's one in particular Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've gone British again. I can't help yeah. it. It's all right. <laughs> there's the there's one that is very heavily advertising um, uh, total, uh, and it's kind of like a pale lime lime green with dark sort of zebra stripes over the top of the car. Um, it sounds a bit weird, but it actually looks really nice. I don't I know, know the that's one. one you've come. Across. I know the one you mean. That's um, the. Yeah. That's one. Of the new ones. That's on the. Uh, is it uh, the AMR ones? Yeah, it's on the new, on the new Vantage, isn't it? It's the yes. the GT Pro cars. Well, and the, AM as well. But yeah, they're. It's a very very striking thing. It is, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it is. Little oh, touch of the um the orange around the 
around the grill area, which they've used before on previous ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, and, more often uh, than not, actually, with those highlight colours, they change from car to car so that when they're racing, you can identify the different team members. Oh, okay, clever. I didn't know that. Mm. Okay. Okay. So it's just a quick visual reference when it's flying past at 150 miles an hour. You, you know, you, yeah. you've got you've got a vague chance of knowing who it might have been. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that was him. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I've it's... seen some Aston Martins racing at Silverstone. It wasn't an official race day. We were there for another event, um, and that happened to be uh, going on. And uh, we we stood and watched some of that. Yeah, it's quite a lot of noise going on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they are noisy buggers. Yeah, I, I tell you what, considering how noisy they are, when when we're at Le Mans, they race in the same class as the Corvettes, and oh, the Corvettes make everything on the track sound quiet. Yeah, I bet they do. Yeah, well, they're American, aren't they? So, Honestly, yeah. it's every time you think, well, what are they doing? Probably three three minute. 40, 3 minute 50 for the because they're GT cars. That's a sort of length of the lap. So <laughs> if you try and catch 40 winks in the in the middle of the night, you gotta you gotta doze off quickly because every yeah. yeah, every three minutes 50 seconds it sounds like the rapture's coming. You're not yes. You're not getting a lot of rest there. No. 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 Not subtle vehicles. Yes, and I have seen I've seen some Astons practicing at um Silverstone, and that was that was quite something. Mm. That was quite something. Yeah, love it. Well, that's it. It's, it's, it's the noise, isn't it? Yeah, um, it was the noise, which we kind of begrudgingly had to appreciate because we were there actually at an electric car event. However, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they they were there, and there were some uh, minis going around as well. Okay, um, and that was uh, that was a little quieter, but um, uh, just as uh, just as impressive. On the topic of Aston Martin liveries, that's just a, a, a brief segue into the Formula One season that's just started. Mm-hmm. And Aston Martin are in it as a team now. Okay. And the green they've picked for the car, it's not a it's not a overly styled livery, uh, livery at all, but the green is, is very, very specific. Ooh, and it's lovely, yeah, isn't it? It's mm. kind of like a dark teal kind of. It's, it's very, very specific. Ooh, it's almost edging towards a Jaguar green, which obviously they uh, would have some trouble if they tried to use that. Um, but um, it, it's a very interesting scene in the Netflix series uh, Drive to Survive, yeah. which is the filming crew that follows the behind the scenes of Formula One. Yeah, uh, and the latest series that's come out shows a brief bit of the selection process for the color. Okay, uh, and it's just—it's only well, probably fifteen, twenty-second little excerpt from one episode of the whole series, but really interesting about how much thought they've put into just the color. Interesting. It is a lovely color. Very unusual. Mm. Really unusual, but perfect for that. I think. Nice. Yes, mm. I approve of that. Mm. Yes, shame they weren't overly quick, but there we go. <laughs> well, yeah. that wasn't that wasn't your question, was it? <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about 
one of the modern Ferraris. And okay, it's one that I've got quite a strong opinion on. And I get a feeling it probably divides other people too. So I thought, let's let's get your take on it as well. Well, there is uh, a modern a modern Ferrari that I rather like. I don't know if we're talking about the same. Okay, one. there we go. Right, I am going to say which one it is that I've got a strong opinion about, uh, and that is the Roma. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yes, which side of the fence are you? I think it looks absolutely fabulous as long as you don't look at it from the front. Okay. Is my when, opinion. When you say you don't look at it from the front, there's a particular thing that bothers me about the front. Mm. And I'm wondering if it's the same thing that you do. Is that all of the various ones I've seen, grill is always color-coded. I think it should okay. be a different color. That is, I think, uh, a very valid point. Yes, they are all body-colored. And I sort of see what they've tried to do with it. I think you could. I I don't like the look of the front of it, regardless of whether the grill is body coloured or black. Okay, that's fine. Um, but uh, I fear if you made it black, it would just look like the car was wearing a massive toothy grin. I think making it body coloured slightly softens that. Uh, I think it works in some colours better than others. I mean, in white, it just looks like a slightly gormless shark. Um, no definitely not i i don't like it from the front but i think from the back it looks absolutely tremendous Mm. although i would say and this is a comment i know other reviewers um have uh, made is that it is a little bit jaguar f-type well it's not a little bit jaguar f-type it's a lot jaguar f-type uh or aston db10 it's very much of that ilk but I do think it looks much better from the the sort of rear three quarter is much better than the front. I think the front is slightly off. Yeah, I, I to be honest with you, I struggle with it from front to back. I'm I'm not sold on it at all. I don't think it looks very Ferrari like, but I I don't think other than what they've done with the grill, which I think could have done with a bit more work. I think. Well, it does sort of, it does grow on you. Um, I don't think there's much to object to with the rest of it. It's a fairly sort of classic sports car, two seater sports car line. Just it doesn't do anything for me. Nothing doing. I've, I've had people gushing about it, and I think oh, no. it's not a gusher. Um, <laughs> if you see what I mean, it's it's no, it's not one I'd go crazy for. It is reminiscent of the Jag F type. It is reminiscent of the Aston DB10. But a lot of those two-seater sports cars are. I mean, you could even liken it to the latest generation um, Mazda MX-5 even. You know, it has those lines. I don't think there's enough about it to find it objectionable, to be honest. Oh, just at no point do I look at that and think Ferrari, though. I think that's probably... Oh, I agree. No, no, it doesn't say Ferrari at all. If if there was no badges on that and somebody, somebody showed it to me and said, what is that? I reckon yeah. I'd say Aston. Yeah, I think most people would actually. I, yeah, there's nothing striking. I think that's his problem. I, mm. No, there isn't. The grill, I think, is the is its weakest point. But uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. It. I don't think it's anything particularly special. But nor do I find it objectionable. But I just think it's it's 
a two-seater sports car i don't think it's yeah i don't think i'd i'd say it's anything spectacular no i know what you mean and but that then leads on to the fact that we say well all right it's a it's an all right car to look at um yeah it's not ugly it's not horrible no uh whether or not you think it looks like a ferrari or not so subjective but it does make you think what was the last ferrari that you think was stunning well that's the thing isn't it i mean ferraris have this have this thing where you kind of assume they're good looking because they're ferraris but actually a lot of them in recent years haven't been they've been a bit lumpy and a bit ungainly and not not particularly attractive i mean if you go back to you need to go back to the the days of the daytona and things like that you know i mean that was a that was a properly good looking car i'm i'm quite fond and i know they don't hold their values and they're not as very highly regarded but i like some of the uh, some of the four seat ferraris that they've done over the years the 612 scalietti i always thought looked fantastic um mm. That was one I always enjoyed. See, that's um, got that striking thing that I was on about. Yes, it has. Uh, yeah, I, I, I quite like the 612. I, interesting. I that was nice, yeah. I don't think you could have that in red. Uh, that's interesting. No, I don't ever recall seeing one in red now that you've said that. I wasn't aware of that, but you could well be right. No, I don't. Um, it's much- it's one of those ones. I'm, I'm sure people bought them in red, but it's one of those that you're looking at. That a solid, non-metallic color has yeah. not going to work. No, indeed. There's there's a few few of those knocking around on the used market because you know, they don't four seat Ferraris just don't seem to hold their value. And no, I don't ever recall seeing one in red. That's interesting. Metallic blue is a very popular color, or grey. Yeah, um, for those. Um, see now, I as well. I really like the GTC four Lusso. No, I'm unmoved by that. I I quite like that. I quite like that. But then I'm not. I am rarely am I moved by a two seat sports car. I just prefer saloons and estates. Well, okay, yeah, I can see why you'd go for that then, because it is it's, it's shooting brake esque. That isn't it. It it is. Yes, exactly. Um, I quite I quite like that. But I do agree with you that Ferraris of late, for quite a while actually, have not been particularly good looking. No, um, I think you, you sort of assume they're good looking because they're Ferraris. But if you actually look at them, think, well, actually, that's not it's not I mean, great. <laughs> no, I mean, because you used your 612 example, you think, yeah, yeah, striking, but I couldn't call it beautiful. No, um, but even if you go all the way, see, I don't I don't find cars like the Testarossa. I wouldn't call them beautiful. The Testarossa is quite clunky and lumpen. I don't think I would not describe that as beautiful at all. I quite liked the styling of the three five five. Yes, it's yeah. I get that looks better from the front than the rear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a bit too high at the back. I quite liked the uh, the California. Um, oh, no, the the head, the headlights bothered me on that. They're not brilliant, but you know, I'll make do. You got yeah, beggars can't be choosers and all that. <laughs> like we could have any of these. <laughs> no, no, they, no, we can moan all we want. We don't have to even endure them if we this don't is, want to. 
the the ordering problem that we are never going to have. <laughs> yes. Probably back on the four seat uh, theme. The the four mm. five six was quite a pleasant thing. It was. Yes, that's true. Yes, that was very well balanced actually. And we're often not in red, uh, which yeah. I think helps. Again, they had that similar blue to the 612, didn't they? Yes, they did. That was available in red, but a lot of them weren't. Um, mm. That's a solid choice, actually, the 456. That's very well proportioned. Again, I think the back is still a little bit too high, but generally that's a solid choice, yeah. One of those with the uh, optional luggage pack. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to have all that, haven't you? Well, that's it. Oh, and uh, well, you could, that was back when you could still get the six-speed chrome-gated manual gearbox in those. Ah, uh, yes, that's yeah. nice. It's not Ferraris are a are a difficult one. You can't you can't just pick one, can you? Because they are no. all, and a lot of them have been have not been good. As I say, you sort of assume they're good looking because they're Ferraris, but a lot of them aren't. Yeah, but I remember what was it must have been I think it was a three four eight that was their their sort of entry level car at the time. Was it mm. when uh De Montezemolo took over and did yes. someone pick him up in that or let him drive it? And he was furious apparently. <laughs> this is what we're selling. What you we're making this? Mm. <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna need to do something drastic here. That's the problem, isn't it? Mm. I've just I've just found a um uh, a four five six uh, shooting brake. Ooh, Ooh. a four five six GT Venice. It was called. I remember. Yeah, I've seen that actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, not in person, but I've seen a picture. That's quite a thick God. That's that's lovely. That's really lovely. Mm. Yeah, because it's basically a 456, but with the back bit stuck on, which makes it sound awful, but actually it works really well. It's, it's four doors as well. It is. That's a proper four-door estate car. Five-door. It's obviously oh, a estate yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is absolutely glorious. Yes, they should have made that. <laughs> yeah, I can see a select few go mad for a bit of that. Mm. That's very nice. Mm. I do like a shooting break. Well, that's it. I mean, that is utterly practical. Yeah, well, it is. Absolutely. Nothing could... nothing would go wrong there at all. <laughs> That'd be fine. Perfectly reliable on the school run, that. <laughs> if you could save up to drive there. <laughs> yeah, obviously, the school would have to be fairly close to home. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's going to ruin you, that is. I'm trying to think, then, if we keep on the Ferrari theme... Mm. So right, okay. We've we've decided that neither of us had sold on any of the modern ones. No, uh, I don't think so. No, we have to go back at least to the nineties to find one that we could argue that is reasonably good to look at. Mm. But how far back are you going to find one that you think is achingly gorgeous? I would go back to the three hundred eight. Three hundred eight. Very good. I think the 308 for me, it's it's fantastically proportioned. I think that looks that looks the business. I think a 308, and I know that there are at least two out there that uh, have been uh, converted with a Tesla battery and 
motor. <laughs> in fact, one of them I have seen uh, in person at Silverstone um, that had a Tesla P85, Model S P85 um, battery and motor in it. So it was a Ferrari 308 capable of 0 to 60 in under three seconds. Absolutely wonderful. Yes. So, but aside from those particular ones that have been converted, yeah, the three hundred eight does it for me. I think. I think in terms of its 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 shape, uh, the styling of it, I think is is just about perfect. Solid choice there, I'd say. Mm, I think so, and I won't make any mention of Tom Selleck at all. I know. I tried to avoid it, but yeah, you're going to need to grow a mega tash for that. You're gonna need yes, absolutely, and suddenly become inexplicably manly. Yes, <laughs> hair protruding from every garment of clothing. Absolutely, and and I'm I'm betting a, a little bit, a little bit of bo, but it didn't, <laughs> but it didn't affect him in any way. He was one of those. Yeah, get away with a little bit of light bo, and it didn't affect his ability with the ladies at all. Is it? Yeah, go. Is he a bit stale? Oh, love a bit of it. Yeah, <laughs> just doesn't affect his ability into there at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a bit, oh. bit whiffy, but it's all right. Yeah, he's it's only the leather seats in the California sun, you see. Oh, mistake. There you go. Oh, I bet the aircon in those is shit. Oh, it's going to be appalling, isn't it? Absolutely terrible. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work at all. No. no. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm going to have to go back even further for mine. Please do, sir. Is it a Daytona? No. Uh, I'm going further back than that. Okay. I'm going for a 250GT Berlinetta short wheelbase. Oh, then now that is extremely specific, isn't it? Mm. Hmm. Are you making a photo appear? I've No, I've made a photo appear. I'm going hmm because I'm not really agreeing with you on that one it's brave of you to admit to being that wrong but <laughs> oh, i can be wrong with the best of them don't you worry about that mate um <laughs> no that doesn't no because that just looks like an mgb to me wash your mouth out <laughs> that's it the, the podcast's over All done. i cannot work with that man <laughs> No, I'm sorry. That doesn't work for me at all. Oh, good God. It really doesn't. Good I, God. I, no, I don't get that at all. Well, you stick to being Tom Selleck. I'll be cool in my 60s car. <laughs> well, yeah, we're both going to be broken down by the side of the road, so we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. <laughs> oh, oh It would be the breakdown man that decides which one's the coolest. It's the one he mends first. Ah, that's true. Yes, I, I, yours would probably be worth more. <laughs> oh, good heavens! The price of them. Yes, quite. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not cheap. Um, it's let's... the it's the back of it. I just no, no. I just I don't know. I don't like that. Sorry. What a tit you've been. <laughs> I've disappointed you there. I can tell. You've been quite subtle in your response, but I, I feel like I've let you down there. It, um, it, it's fine. I mean, it just means more 250s for me. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. Yes. 
Ah, here we go. We won't get into a punch-up at the auction over that one. And the topic of punch-ups at auctions, here's one that I'm going to send you a link of one that sold at a Monterey auction in 2019. Okay. You can have just gauge the values. Gauging? Gauging? Oh, good heavens. (laughs) Hmm. The chances of either of us even being let into the building when that's being auctioned, let alone bid on it. Well, you say... Oh, my word, that's not a price, it's a telephone number. It's a big one. It's my word. I didn't know numbers went that high. It did sell for quite a bit. But it seems they do. Look at that. But you have to say, like, oh, we wouldn't be loud in the room near it. When I was at um, Le Mans Classic, um, the uh, the chap who was racing one in, invited us to have a peek around it. Oh well, fair dues. Well, if you, yeah, okay. Look at, look at those photos from the Sotheby auction. Is it nothing there getting the uh, the motor running? They're nice photos. I like the wire wheels. The front of it's better than the back. The, those photos do make it look very good, but. No, it just still doesn't quite do it for me, I'm afraid. Oh dear. Very silly. Very silly. <laughs> I'm I am late I am wrong, clearly. But yeah. there's obviously something wrong with me and I need to go and seek treatment. That's uh, it. Well we'll we'll just get the listeners to confirm your level of wrongness after um, they hear the episode. I'm sure that's I've probably just ruined our podcast. <laughs> yes. That's it. No one will want to listen to me anymore. It's not horrible. It's not ugly. No. I just can think of better looking cars that I would rather spend my eight and a half million pounds on. It's a bold statement. Yeah. But it's fine. You're allowed your incorrect opinions. I, I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I am. But we don't disagree that often. So, you know. No, no, no. It was bound to be something. <laughs> it's, it's good to have a bit of friction. Oh, it is. Some people listen for that. They want a fight. They want me to call you something now, and you call me something back, and you mm. know we'll have sounds of things being knocked over, and you know which is a bit useless because we're in separate rooms, many many miles away, many so. miles apart. Yes, quite. So it wouldn't really work, would it? But no. hopefully, when this weird life we're living at the moment comes to an end, we can actually do these together. But there'll be a podcast in a room with both of us in it. It's a wild and crazy thought. Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, Check us out on uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, Thank you very much for listening.